You're listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. If you haven't yet, check us out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, and then you'll get the latest Range Minded episodes as soon as we release them. If you do subscribe, please leave us a review or a rating so we can get some feedback from you and make the show even better. We've all heard them, and now it's time to bust them again. This is episode 17, where we continue our quest to dispel a ton of myths and misconceptions about firearms, the firearm industry, and more. Everything from defensive gun uses to aiming a shotgun and whether you actually need to, uh, gun-free zones, and a whole lot more. Follow along with the links in the podcast description, or check them out at iishooting.com. Click on podcasts at the bottom of the site, and thank you for listening to Range Minded. We hope you enjoy episode 17, The Myths and Misconceptions About Guns, part two. So let's move along here. Um, What else you got, Steve? Mm. So concealed carry holders, they don't prevent mass shootings. Not at all. Never. So again, did a whole episode on that. There was an FBI report. <laughs> was that, that just you and I? That was yeah. the Ricky. That was the Steve okay. Free episode. So that's, yeah. it understands. It's understandable that you don't know that. You, you, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. So, so. okay, <laughs> test then. How, so uh, how many uh, how many times are guns used in defensive use a year? Defensive gun uses. Yeah, <gasps> it's well, a lot more. Four hundred eighty-five. No. It's 2 million. Yeah, see more than that. Really? A year, yeah. So the CDC, which is, you know... The Center for Disease Control. They're right in the pocket of the NRA, right? Absolutely. They go hand in hand. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So they say between that and... I can't... The Professor Click? His study on... Gary Click? Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, so they figured and they were about the same. Somewhere around 2 to 3 million a year. Mm-hmm. So defensive, defensive handgun uses. That doesn't mean they were you that they shot, right? That just means, Hey, I got a gun. That, that's another misconception. Yeah. Actually, that's a, that's a, yeah. a misconception in a misconception. A well, misconception. That's what we, yeah. Yeah. That's is, what we found in our FBI is a lot of them aren't even used. Like there's no bullets downrange. Yeah. It's, it's just, just the presentation the of a firearm. Yeah. 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 And that's a defensive gun use does not mean that gun, that the, firearms have been fired there's no discharging of a yeah. firearm it's even their presentation very, or and we saw a video of that recently did you see the video of the the dude that goes in the back of the kitchen at the restaurant and just cold cocks oh. the, the the manager of the restaurant i mean just like mm-hmm. no no other than his aggressive walk towards her she didn't have any time like she turned around and boom he knocked her back yeah out the 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 uh, waitress standing in the kitchen pulls out her gun and he was going at her, right? Like, he was, he had intent, obviously. As soon as she got that gun out, immediately he's like, oh, I made a mistake. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's a defensive gun use. And he backed off. Yep. And in that FBI study, uh, which is another episode you can go back and listen to. I guess I'm going to have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you weren't there. <laughs> um, but we found that out Are of you the... not a follower of our podcast, Steve? We have a podcast? <laughs> oh, man. We have so much to catch up on. <laughs> they found out something like, and this is just off the cuff, but it was something like 20% or 10 to 20% of mass shootings were stopped or delayed because of a sure. concealed carry holder. Mm-hmm. So so if we go on a conservative number, right, we say 2.5 million per year defensive handgun, or defensive, not handgun, defensive gun use. Mm-hmm. If you divide that by 365, I mean, it's not a leap year. Uh, that's sixty over sixty eight hundred a day, a day, a day. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, and I wouldn't. I, I I would be interested to see what the progression, what the rise is in recent years. If it's if it's trending upward or if it's trending downward. Unfortunately, I think it's trending. Well, fortunately and unfortunately, right? I think it is. I think it's going up. Mm-hmm. The the amount of of gun use. Defensive but that's also use. that could. But a d- DGU. Defensive gun use could be that statistic. Is that a could technical term? DGU. It's just it's abbrevi- just an abbreviation. <laughs> abbreviation. <laughs> That's that could be in, an independent statistic of whether or not violent crime is going down. Like for example, it's if, true. if a true. defensive gun uses are going up, then violent crime would probably be, be going, going down. down. And I believe, and I'll find a statistic for it and put it in the links in the podcast afterwards. But there have been reports that violent crime is actually going down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. it's hard to it's hard to really justify that that thought just without the statistics in front of you because right. just from an observation and it's probably because of the media and we talked about that before just from an observation it seems like things are getting crazy 
but it's also we have a 24-hour news media and it's just over and over and over and over we see it's wall-to-wall coverage yeah. when there's a mass shooting it's, it's wall-to-wall coverage and so perception may be that yeah it's getting crazy out there but it really isn't well and i've talked about this before in in, in my studies and communication uh there's a communication theory called mean world syndrome i think i've talked about this before yeah. is that if you watch a lot of news and consume a lot of media whether or not it's politically slanted or not and there's a lot of reporting on violent crime or a lot of reporting on negative things happening in the world you're going to think that the world is a worse place than it actually is your perception of reality is not going to mirror what reality actually is right. so if you look at the statistics and let's say you know whether or not violent crime is going down let's just hypothetically say violent crime has been decreasing steadily since 2000 or something mm-hmm. like that but you like you said on the news every single day you hear you know people getting murdered, people getting shot, fires, riots, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to think that that's happening all the time when yeah. really that's the exception to the rule. And there's, you know, there's nothing else really happening, you know, yeah. and and you can kind of see it. And it, it actually, I see the difference in, in news coverage here and then going back to Chicago where here it's like, okay, we're in the Treasure Valley. Like, you know, bad things do happen. We've, we've mentioned that or whatever, but it's not like every news cycle leads with, you know, three people shot, 10 people murdered. Like that just doesn't happen here, yeah. you know? And then in Chicago, which, you know, you go to the suburbs, which is kind of a whole different we world. We might have to go out there and tell them to shut up. Yeah. There's something going on out there. It's a big they're, day at Independence They're playing today. with our shooting gallery. Bless <laughs> yeah. their heart. Um, but you go back to Chicago and you hear the first thing that they talk about is, Deaths. you know, gangland shootings, murders, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, wow, yeah. you watch this every day. It, it's it's going to affect your psyche and, after a while. And, you know, yeah. talking about the Treasure Valley and even in Idaho Falls, the Snake River Valley, it's growing, right? The small town is slowly going away, and we're going to see more of the crap that follows. And it's unfortunate because I really do enjoy the small town life a lot. Sure. But it's it's just inevitable. Things things are growing. When I lived in Reno, I remember growing up there, and, and you heard about every little fender bender because there weren't people dying, you know. Yeah. Right, and even and, and I was, and now it's different in the news stories. And I'll say, and I'll say this too. I always, you know, I don't think I'm bagging on Chicago or whatever. Like I love the city. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go, and this isn't too terribly long ago. I would go to Chicago by myself to meet up with family or something in middle school, in high school. Yeah. Take the train down there. It's not necessarily an unsafe place. It's not like, oh, careful, you gotta go to, you know, you go to Chicago, be careful, watch your back, wear a, a bulletproof vest. No, it's a great city, and there's a lot of great, friendly people there. But there is crime, and you have to be aware of it. There That's are some all. neighborhoods that you probably don't go to. Right, exactly. And, you know, the news, but if you just sit there and watch the news, like what a lot of people do, they think Chicago is, is you know, a, a war zone. You yeah. know, and I think what is going on out there? Low rider. Yeah. All <laughs> my friends. Uh, well, I saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, it, that was pretty cool. That was, not, in, that oh, was in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, that takes place in Chicago. And, and you know, it's like I said, crime happens everywhere. Bad things happen everywhere. But, you know, you can't let necessarily what the news says, you know, make you jaded about a certain place you know it's funny like i'm going to i'm going to mexico on vacation i'm going to cancun and everybody's like oh don't go to mexico you know all the bad stuff that's happening down there or whatever and it's like sure in pockets or places if i'm walking down the street in a city that i have no idea about at three in the morning and i'm you know i've had a wonderful evening then it's going to be one thing (laughs) but if you're just hanging out on the beach during the day at a resort like that's a whole nother deal you know Mm -hmm. pirates yeah watch out for pirates so but if you watch the news you know, if you go to Mexico, you will be drugged, you will lose your, you lose a kidney, and you'll be left on the street for dead. You know what I mean? It's like... Sounds like every spring break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no matter where. So, it, it's just, you have to be a little bit more of a critical thinker if you are watching the news. And, and think and just look up Mean World Syndrome. I'll put a link to it, too. It's It's... Not not, it, not mean girls, not, not mean girl syndrome. No, that's a real thing. <laughs> no, mean world syndrome, <laughs> and it's it's a real thing, and um, it it can affect your perception of sure. of things. Just like we see with the gun world all the time, you know, fully semi-automatic. Yeah, you know, that's that's a good myth to get back on track a little bit. It's really easy to a convert a semi-auto gun to a full auto oh, gun. I hope so. And you can buy uh, full kidding. auto guns off the street. No big deal. You can't. I. I that's what they say. That's what Steve they say. I've seen it on TV. Mm-hmm. Truck guns. Full auto truck yeah. guns. You must be rich. Mm-hmm. 
And we're gonna gun they're mounted sure, to his car, too. <laughs> I drive a James Bond-type car, yeah. only I use duct tape. <laughs> that's Idaho James Bond right there. <laughs> so you pull on the duct it's tape from your door, and that's when it comes down. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to. He's got to. Yeah, he's got to remove his uh, headlight first. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I got to stop and park. And uh, no, so let's unpack those a little bit. Yeah. Some people think buying full auto, fully auto guns are illegal, which is, is not the case. And that's inside the industry too. I hear really. So if you spend some time on Facebook and you look through the pro gun videos, and you know they'll have like the posters just saying which guns are legal, which ones aren't. You know. Yeah. And and they'll the, the assault rifle, which is a whole nother myth on itself. Yeah. But they'll say, yeah, they're you can't buy fully automatics. They're illegal. You can't buy them. That's wrong. You can buy a fully automatic if you have the well, money. Well, we've talked about this. You could buy tanks if you had enough money. And you I could think buy I, the money and the paperwork. I yeah. really think that's completely fine. It's, it should be cost prohibitive only. And fully automatics well, are cost prohibitive they, because the cheapest. Fully automatic weapon. I think you can get right 16, now sixteen thousand something like that. I don't think it's that high. I think yeah. like you can get a Mac Ten or if it's a, transferable. Um, yeah, that's... yeah. But you have to do the paperwork. You have mm-hmm. to fill out a paperwork for the ATF. And it's not like filling out a form forty four seventy three. It's just a whole take... different ball no. of wax. And it's a huge, a long waiting period too. Yeah, it takes almost a year. And and it happens every time. Just like buying a suppressor, every time you buy it's we call them NFA items. Yep. Every time you buy an NFA item. It's you pay the tax, you go through the paperwork, and you wait. And sometimes it's a long it's time. It's a year. It can be up to a year or and that's, longer. And we'll have to do an episode on NFA items. We haven't done that yet, but that's uh, short barreled rifles and uh, any other weapons, short destructive guns, devices, other, yeah. uh, silencers, suppressors, um, which are the same thing. Full auto. Uh, full auto. But uh, you can rent silencers. Full- suppressors just suppress the sound a little bit. Silencers. It makes it completely. Yeah, that's yeah. you can't. That's totally another, true. See, there's another there's misconception. Another misconception. <laughs> yeah, silencers and suppressors are the same thing, correct? Correct. So you can use them interchangeably. I think there's. A, I think it's preferred probably to call them suppressors. Yeah, or cans. Or you cans that works can, too. Which is a nice um, But yeah, no, they uh, they don't completely muffle the sound. No. Um, some now with a 22, maybe you're gonna well, hear even, the cycling of the action. Even and everything. subsonic, it's not complete. It, it can be really, really quiet and really really fun but it's nothing like the movies you're not going to be John you're not going to be John Wick and and shooting a guy from a mile away right right and even with silencers on you can still have hearing damage absolutely Um, that's one thing that a lot of people are fighting for to have silencers easier to to acquire or at Mm -hmm. least faster to acquire because there is a hearing protection aspect to it absolutely you know if you're outside hunting um you know there was actually even a a law i think that they were trying to pass called the hpa the The hearing Hearing protection Protection amendment um because yeah some people think silencers are just to kill people silently yeah and which is not true and and if if we want to play the whole we need to follow the the whole cooth gun laws in the other countries okay i'm totally for it let's follow new zealand suppressor laws let's follow england's suppressor laws then Mm -hmm. because i can just go to a drugstore I want that one and take it home. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's 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 for hearing protection for hunting or for range use or anything like that. It, it is uncouth in England to, to not have one. Yeah, you need a silencer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it, that's a whole another way of looking at it. Yeah, people just automatically, I think, if they're not into guns or they're against guns, they look at any accessory or anything and look at it as what its evil intent is. Yeah, and and I really wish people would bring their friends in, and I would love to talk to people, and I and. I'll try not to bash too much, but it's just about having a conversation, right? And as gun owners, we should be having conversations with people. And educating. And that's all it is. Or informing. Take them to the gun store, right? Have them come and look at guns. Feel like they don't have to shoot. Just look at guns. And then talk to people in the industries to help kind of get past the crap that they hear every day on the news. You know what would be crazy to have here at Independence? An anti-gun day. I would be Anti-gunner so, day. I would be absolutely for it. <laughs> It'd be stressful. I, I, I don't get me wrong. It'd sure. be, probably be a pretty crappy day, but it'd be good to get that information out to people that I'd, I'd love to help people understand the reality. Oh yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. You yeah. think they? You think people would actually show up for that? Some, probably actually, people picketing up front, most likely. But well, I had a conversation um, with a dear friend of mine back in Chicago, and she, uh, her brother is a police officer, so she enjoys shooting. She's been around it, and. Um, she was we were talking about ar-15s 
And uh, there's a myth right there. AR-15, AR, stands for assault rifle. Assault Did you rifle. know that? No, it's the Armalite rifle. Do you see all my assault rifles? Yeah. Everywhere. Well, let's let's dive into that in, <laughs> okay. I've had, I've in a minute. I've heard some pretty... Some pretty intelligent higher up people inside the industry refer to it as a, the mm. assault rifle. Yeah, AR does not stand for assault yeah, rifle, or it doesn't stand for automatic rifle either. It's the Armalite rifle, where the original manufacturer, I believe. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just just to pay homage to where where the, it came from, the design originated, the platform. From. Yeah, um, but we were talking about using an AR-15, just or having one because you know she's. Around a lot of anti-gun folks. She works at a university, um, you know, in the Chicago area. So, Did she have PTSD after shooting an AR-15? <laughs> no, she doesn't, actually. She enjoys shooting. <laughs> um, and she was talking about how uh, her and another friend of hers really can't talk about shooting openly because other people freak out about it. Yeah. Um, but she goes, you know, what do you say to people, you know, when they say, who needs an AR-15, blah, 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 blah. And I go, well, you can. And I just went on, like, you know, I pull up, like, six different points just like off the cuff is well you can use it for hunting it's the most effective tool for the job um you know it you can build it and you can learn about how firearms work um you know it's the most popular rifle in the country Absolutely. it's used by law enforcement um the automatic select fire m4 which is a variant of the ar-15 platform yep. is used by the military and what happens is whatever is popular in the military and law enforcement of the time people tend to follow and it's been that way forever just like we talked about in our july 4th episode mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's extremely versatile too i, I mean the yeah. ar platform you can make pistols yeah you yeah. can use it for, yeah. you can use it for hunting you can use it for long range you can use it for competitions you can use it for just plinking and range shooting and it and it really is true you can convert one to or build one in in precision cartridge calibers Mm -hmm. yeah and there's guys playing the game of long range shooting with and that's something else that's another misconception you know there's well bolt gun will always out shoot a gas gun (laughs) maybe not so much maybe 20 years ago but they're getting pretty amazing yeah uh and that's another good one is uh calibers Stopping power. Steve loves stopping power. Mm-hmm. Knockdown power. Knockdown power. Um, you know, if it's not a 45, it's not worth shooting. It's not a great defensive round. 380 is completely worthless. 22 is not lethal. <laughs> you all right there, Ricky? I almost fell backwards in Don't my do chair. That. Um, that's a good one I've heard is that uh, people won't, they kind of discount 22 as a 22 long rifle, as yeah. a, as a, Personally, stepchild. personally, I wouldn't carry it as a defensive weapon, but can it be used as a defensive weapon? Absolutely. And I, sh- I hate the term weapon, honestly. That's one thing I do despise is the term weapon when they talk about you mean, guns. You mean caliber? Caliber wise, Def- yeah. Defensive caliber. Yeah. Um, they kill crocodiles with twenty twos. Oh, yeah. And twenty two calibers used to kill polar bears by the Eskimos. Really? They use two two three because it doesn't destroy the, the uh, pelt. Mm. Makes sense. Punches a little hole. That's why two two three would be, and actually that brings me to it another kills one. Kills a polar bear, so it's fine. Well, and so most AR-15s are either two two three or five five six, which basically the same caliber, yeah. not exactly the same. You know, somebody's out there. They're not the same. They're not you guys the are same. Stupid. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the differences. Well, sometimes they're interchangeable, but and before you get to that, sorry. No, no, no. Rick is that, I think that is a misconception. They're that a lot used of for they like. Those calibers are used for hunting, mm-hmm. but that's what the AR-15 platform is based off of, is 223-556, and that's the high-powered rifle, you know, that a lot, is, of, a lot of news people say, this high-powered rifle, it's it, it's a tool, it's a tool for a job, but it's not necessarily a high-powered rifle. It's not a 700 nitro, nitro elephant gun, it's no. not a uh, you know, 338 if, Lapua long-range you know, long rifle. If, if, as terrible as this sounds... If, if uh, more active shooters use shotguns, it'd be a total different story about outcome. Mm-hmm. The AR-15 is not effective that way. Um, and I'm not trying to give anybody ideas, but a shotgun is an effective tool at killing birds and, and deer and whatever. But you have so much more mass going downrange in a shotgun than you would an AR-15. Yeah, if you have double-odd buck, it's what, eight thirty-eight caliber pellets, yeah. I think? Or, or an ounce and a quarter slug. I mean, honestly, seriously, I it's it's such a stupid thing. And then you got hunting rifles that are in in every caliber that you know God yeah. designed. But three hundred Win Mag, three three, which are far yeah, far, far more that. superior to a two two three. Mm-hmm. Is a twenty two caliber bullet. 
Yeah. It's not, don't believe the high powered yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ricky, what was yours that you were going to talk about? The two, two, three, five, five, six. Well, yeah, I think that would be a good one. I don't want to sidetrack because I know you had 24 things to talk about. And uh, Steve <laughs> I think has I can quite a few. The episode here. I shared some with you. <laughs> Steve. I, I have one thing I'm going to talk about, and I'm done in five minutes. <laughs> uh, well, I do think it's important. I get a lot of going on the 5.56. Five, we build a uh, lot of, lot of a, ARs. A lot of guns now, a lot of ARs are chambered 5.56 five, because people are really, or 2.23 wild. Wild, yeah. No. Um, just because a lot of people are worked up about that. The 5.56 five, you find on a store shelf is 2.23 Remington. Mm-hmm. It's 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 labeled 5.56. Five, the time you have to worry about it is in older rifles, first of all. That aren't cha- aren't rated for the five five six. Yeah, there's, there's some pressure there's, differences. There's pressure differences and there's length of cartridge differences. Right, and let's between pause between the two two three and the five five six. Let's pause for one second because mm-hmm. I just want to make sure we know the difference. Five point five six millimeter is the standard NATO round, mm-hmm. and two two three Remington is the commercial the commercial version. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they're they're basically the Virtual, same but let's get into the differences a little bit like yeah. you said you were you were just starting to do yeah and and i don't have all the the uh, geometry you know the measurements in front of me right now <laughs> um but but you basically know it off the top of your head yeah i should mm-hmm. the, what's wrong with you ricky the uh the times you have to worry about it is if you're getting military surplus ammo because that's when you're actually going to get true 556 five, nato uh huh. That's when the pressures are going to be different. They, well, aren't the, they're not? Aren't the shoulders a little different too? The sh- shoulders are, I think, a different, a different, just, um, just a, a which, tiny, tiny. Bit. Which it's not a big deal because uh, you have what you call um, Ackley improved cartridges. Uh, so thirty out six Ackley, thirty yeah. out six Springfield well, versus thirty out six Ackley. They straighten the walls up, right? Yeah. So it, it it broadens the shoulder or it straightens the shoulder out. It increases the pressures in that cartridge. So when I have, I should have built a Ackley improved because Ackley improved takes a standard cartridge when you shoot it through the Ackley improved cylinder or mm-hmm. cha- or chamber. Sorry, um, you're taking it to near magnum velocities. If the magnums weren't reloaded to, you know, if it was factory against factory. Um, so basically what it does is you you put a, a Springfield, a 30 uh, 6 Springfield cartridge in the Ackley improved chamber and it will, you fire it, but then it will reshape the brass for you. Oh, wow. So now you can reload according to the Ackley improved. So I can take something that has a different shoulder mm-hmm. and shoot it through a different chamber. And now it's remolded to that chamber. Right. Cause huh. like we've, we've talked about before, um, uh, Oh, sorry. I forgot what I was even <laughs> going to say. <laughs> we were talking about two, two, three verse five, five, six. Oh uh, yeah. I totally forgot what I was. Gonna... Oh, what I, I was talking about in a, in a, past podcast i think episode is um is that when you fire a cartridge that that brass turns into a near molten material it it adheres to the sides it it totally forms to the chamber of the of the fire Mm -hmm. fire fire forming fire forming yep so fire form brass so that's where you get that so firing something that has a slightly different shoulder on it is not necessarily ah you know right crazy you know (laughs) It's the pressures. It's the pressures that are involved. It's just like nine millimeter versus nine millimeter plus P or plus B plus or anything like that. And personally, I would never recommend. Maybe in a bolt gun, you'd be okay, but recommend if you have an older AR fifteen, don't shoot. Yeah, don't don't, shoot five 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 six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, hey, it looks like we got a visitor. Rob, we're live. Say hi. <laughs> Say hi, Rob. Hi. This is Remington Rob. Remington Rob. Here, come here for a second, Rob. Okay. It's loud out there, so we don't have the door open. Two pods in one room? What? Two. <laughs> so, here, say something, Rob, real quick. This is Rob. Good morning, Idaho. <laughs> if you guys have come to the range, you know who Rob is. He's up there at the gun counter, at He's the our, counter. He's our resident crotchy old man. Crotchety old man. <laughs> nice. But we love him. Hey. I saw this on Hee Haw once. 
Hey, everybody needs one. <laughs> See you, Rob. Sorry, I just want to... Hey, save, save, save one for Jeff. Do I have to? No, but save if you're nice, you would. <laughs> he just brought me some McDonald's. He's amazing. That's that's a very nice man. He right loves there. me. So, um, <laughs> but speaking of firearm misconceptions specifically, uh, do you know you don't have to na- aim a shotgun at all? Oh, just point, right? You just point and shoot, and that's it. That's why there's no sights I've, on it or I've, anything. I've missed a lot of birds because of that philosophy. Philosophy. Velocity? Velocity. Uh, no, I've, I, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I fall into the misconception as well. I was like, well, that's spraying so many bullets. A million bullets, actually. Remember? A million bullets in, in one po- shot? Yeah, in, po- in the last podcast episode, I, I mentioned that <laughs> so, it shoots a million bullets. Well, Joe Biden said all I had to a, do is just a buy million one BBs and go pow, right? And right two blasts air. in the air. Yeah. 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 There's another good misconception, which is, which is not illegal uh, at warning all. Warning shots. Yeah, in yeah. city limits. Uh, at all. <laughs> in the state of Idaho, if you're a concealed carrier, you cannot shoot a warning shot. You can't even point your firearm at somebody. Brandishing, well, unless you need to. Unless you are about to shoot. It is illegal to point your firearm. Yeah. At now you can brandish it and bring it out and have it pointed at the ground in a safe direction. Oh, look, a defensive gun use. Which is a defensive gun use, yeah. uh, but it, when, it, once you point it at somebody, then you are unless you are ready to shoot, you are in a world of trouble. So yes. um, that's important. You must to like know. jail. Anyway, where where are we talking about? You don't have to name a shotgun. So yeah, so good rule of thumb with that is they say <laughs> one inch, one inch of yard, one inch of spread per yard. I think is what they're saying. That sounds about right, depending on the barrel length yeah. and the shot load and all that. So you think about. So let's say I buy a shotgun for home, home defense. Sure. My hallway at longest is maybe 25 feet. Mm-hmm. At that 25 feet, I'm not going to hit six bad guys in one blast. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's still pretty small at that point. Mm-hmm. We're talking a few inches. Yeah. Maybe the size of a softball. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit bigger. You know, and, and you, anybody who shoots uh, and hunts birds, you know, I mean, Ricky, you know that. You're a hunter. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't spread out all that much. No. When you forget the principles of, of shotgun, you have to aim, and you also have to lead the bird. Um, right. If you forget that, even for a split second, you're going to miss that bird. So, I love yeah. Rob so much, he put that nice greasy burger right on top of some important paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you have to aim, and um, especially with clays or birds you have to lead the shot yeah. you have to and that's why there's a big gold bead usually yeah. on the front of, the sh- of most hunting shotguns and, and you're right it depends like if you're got if you're running chokes or smooth or whatever there are some differences but it's it's not like just generally speaking and, and there's a comedian bill burr i don't know if you guys know who bill burr yeah. is oh yeah he talks about going to buy a gun yeah <laughs> hilarious hilarious um just, yeah just point over there and boom yeah just yeah it's kind of funny it, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's pro-gun or anti-gun. I think it was more just for the humor. You I know think what I it. like about him is I have no idea where his political views go. And he was funny anyway. And that's why I like him. Nice. Um, and speaking of using a shotgun or anything for any firearm for self-defense, yeah. somebody getting shot will not automatically be blown back oh, 10, yeah. 12, 20 yeah. feet like in the movies. You see that? In, 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 it's usually 70s, 80s movies now, not so Unless much. Unless I'm carrying... Or and they're not going to just immediately drop dead. And that's that's not like too. Uh, whatever. I saw this on Dirty Harry. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes in there and those guys try and rob the restaurant where he's just trying to drink his stinking cup of coffee. Yeah. And they decide to cause problems. He like throws them through windows with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. That. Well, it's a forty-four mag, the <laughs> most powerful handgun in, in the world. world. Blow your head clean off. <laughs> yeah. So it's that actually doesn't happen, and like you like you mentioned, and like we've learned from our law enforcement friends, is that people can get shot four, five, six, seven, eight times oh. and still go. Well, mm. there's a video that um, you know, good good friends of mine in the valley will show this video when they're teaching their CCW classes, but a guy got shot straight in the heart and this is actually right in Oregon over there, mm-hmm. but by a highway patrol officer, he got shot in the heart. His his heart is in pieces at this point. <laughs> and he's still engaging the officers. Uh-huh. Then runs to his vehicle, speeds off in his vehicle, and dies two minutes down the road. That's insane. Mm-hmm. With no heart. So yeah. it's it's like... With adre- adrenaline the, rush the, and the your only, body can... The only lights out 
place is in the the T box. Oc- yeah, the, the ocular, ocular orbital ocular, box. Yeah, yeah. ocular or- orbital the box. Ocular. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing too is that, um, and I think Bill might have mentioned it, if not here, then somewhere else. Um, he's seen or heard or witnessed. And it, it's hearsay, I guess, a little bit, but I, I trust him, obviously. Um, oh, where it'll follow your skull around? Yeah, yeah. well, a 45 round or something like that will either bounce off somebody's skull, the front of somebody's skull. He's seen it. Or it'll, has yeah. he really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, or it will go through the skin, but not go through the bone and then just swing around and exit through the back with this, you know, of the skin or, or lodge itself so, in, yeah. under the skin. Any, any pistol caliber will. Give that guy, granted, a huge headache, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna penetrate that. So not we, necessarily. We yeah. Rifle. We kind of yeah. saw that here in a way when we were shooting real bowling pins, right? Mm-hmm. What did we see? It's not quite the same. I know forensics is not. I'm not a pathologist by any means. It's not quite the same, but it's still the kind of same concept. We saw where the bullets would go into the plastic lining or the exterior of the bowling pin and come right back out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's guns and. Bullets do weird things. Yeah. You know, it's not a guarantee thing that it's going to stop somebody. Well, and no. bullets will skip along walls just like you skip a, a rock across the water. Mm-hmm. If somebody shoots the wall, it'll skip across the wall just like that. Yeah. yeah. So they don't, More they so don't the ricochet. Yeah. They don't ricochet off of... That's why they, they talk to officers, get off the wall because... Yeah. Bullets will skip along can, the wall. And, and that's what, you know, so. people here at the range think. And, and even, honestly, my range officers, they'll think, well, if they hit the floor, it's going to bounce off at that equal angle. No, no. no. Not necessarily. It'll hit the floor and stay maybe a foot off the ground and just go parallel. And you have to floor. you have to understand why. I mean, it's it's basically, at that point, it it's, it's damaging that projectile in a way that the wind is traveling different. Through, well, and, it, you and know, it's the causing... Aerodynamics are different. And unequal friction when it hits the floor, too. Yeah. There's more resistance on the bottom than the top. Right, mm-hmm. and the spin is going to be different. So, yeah, yeah, and if it's dented, it's not going to spin the same and all that. So you never know. It's a little unpredictable. So, yeah. Uh, but speaking of uh, discharging firearms, guns can go off by themselves. I've, I've seen it. Actually, I have, <laughs> I have had stories... Not personally, but very, very... I have family members... I have had their guns go off somehow. I think there were some other problems there, but um, on a Glock, actually. Really? I think it's his everyday carry, and I think the striker plunger safety clogged with crap, and somehow he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger, and it went off in the house. I believe him. Well, then that settles that. <laughs> Because I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, well, by and large, 99% of cases, part. if you have a... The other caveat to that, sorry, I don't mean to dispel no, your disposition, no, 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 but no. Um, I've ran a full auto AK so hard that I was cooking rounds well, off. Oh, yeah, and that's, and that's but the that's thing. You can cook thing. Yeah, yeah, you can cook rounds off. But that has to do gener- with the heat. Generally speaking... Yeah, there's safe action. Yeah. Ge- yeah, generally speaking, unless some work has been done... Correct. And that's why I'm still out on the whole, like, Remington triggers. I've heard so many different stories of, like, oh, these triggers are just, you know, letting go of the... The firing pin, but then you have all other people saying, "Well, people have done their own garage gunsmithing." Yeah, that's true. And messed with the triggers, and now, yeah, they're unsafe. That's just going to happen. So, generally speaking, once they come out of the factory, they're pretty safe. Well, and you can and there uh, are anomalies. Sometimes things uh, happen. Maybe people don't know that what drop safe means. That you could literally throw a gun uh, on the ground, a factory gun on the ground. And it's not going to go off. Except a SIG. Except a SIG. 320. But, but uh, you're right. So manufacturers, they're going to test those guns to the point where yeah, they don't want any liability. And right. they don't want to deal with a recall. Like, I'm sure well, when SIG got the phone call, they're like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, and they're going to destroy their guns, too, to test them. Yeah, to the I point mean, of, they're, they're, they're destroying these things. It's not yep. like they're gentle with them. We actually have yeah. a designing engineer for a major major manufacturer here in Boise um, who comes in and tests stuff in a range and and most people have no idea what he does for a living I just happened to talk to him one day and <laughs> developed a relationship but for a major major manufacturer um, and he comes in and, and he'll reliable reliability tests on barrels and is that somebody I know or is it you've probably talked to is him. he still incognito to me you've probably talked to him Okay. Super, I'll be incognito for the podcast. Super <laughs> super cool guy too. Like like talking to him. Um he's a pretty cool guy. 
I'm jealous of his job, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, the, and the, when people say that guns don't have safeties, like a Glock, for example, mm-hmm. there's no safety on it. Yeah. Well, there's actually, and Ricky, you can attest to this with gunsmithing a little bit, there's what, more than two, three maybe safeties on there? There's three? Well, your brain. That's a safety. always a safety. Yeah. Finger is a safety. But as far as safety is on a firearm. Well, I'll tell you right now, my brain has no safety. <laughs> <laughs> no filter, not no safety. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. I get in trouble. Yeah, you you have the trigger safety, and I hear Rob actually out there. He's always that's not a safety. They call that a safety. Well, no, it is a safety. It's a it's a drop safety. It's a part of it. Um, you I'm, have I'm not, also the safe action to where it's mm-hmm. a double action. Basically, I know they call it striker fire, double action, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's a safe action pistol. Plus, you have like Steve said, you have the. Uh, striker block safety in there as well and i internal safeties versus external and i can understand the concern if you because it's usually the older generation that that really despises the safe action pistol and i can understand that concern growing up with manual safeties 1911s revolvers where there's either takes a lot of trigger press Mm -hmm. or you have to defeat a a safety a manual safety i can understand the concern but i'll uh i'll put my glock up against my 1911 any day yeah well, and a 1911 is extremely safe when carried properly. properly. Um, but all its safeties in the in the uh, in the uh, original design, the Series 70, it they were all external. Now, what Glock's doing as a striker fire are moving those external safeties basically as an internal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're doing away with the external and they're going it's internal. all in the inner workings yeah you cannot say that a firearm that's manufactured by a major manufacturer not a garage gunsmith um it has no safeties because every firearm that comes out of a out of a factory and has they have a safety they have standards they have to follow to produce mm-hmm. firearms like the, you said the government eight, yeah and government regulated anytime they build a gun even you know these these polymer 80 frames now that are coming out they have to go to the atf and then they get scrutinized every every jot and tittle over that that Mm -hmm. firearm everything and if they say no they got to redesign it Mm -hmm. yep then you're done yeah uh, let's see. What else do we have here? I think we, we might be getting close to closing here. Whatever. I gave uh, Rick my list. <laughs> you still have more. Oh, yeah. Let's hear them. Steve says, so Steve, you might have to help me on this because I nope. don't. You were supposed to read I'm, it the entire I'm reading time. A, I'm reading a, a, a title. I don't Well, just read the anyway. title and then Steve So can... it says, the Second Amendment only applies to muskets. It does. That's what the Founding Fathers intended, right? Yeah. In fact, I just, oh, I don't even want to talk. I read it. I was reading <laughs> I was doing some research this morning, and I went to, I can't even remember the name of the website, but uber-liberal website, and the Second Amendment has to be rewritten. It is obsolete. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that we can't. Because the Constitution is a, is a living document. Well, and if that's the case, then the Second Amendment is obsolete. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I don't have quill and ink anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So anyway, yeah, it... it, it we, and we've talked about this before with with Heller. Um, are you an originalist, or do you believe that it really does encompass firearms? Right, which it does. Well, technically, according to the ATF, a musket or a black powder rifle is not even a firearm. Yeah, in fact, we are true. Our uh, our receiving lady in the back, we have those those black powder revolvers. She's like, "Words, so you don't do have to worry about these? it. Yeah. Just, they're not a firearm. Yeah. Just whatever. Yeah, so." You're right. They don't recognize that as a firearm. So if that's the case, then what's the argument? It, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to apply to the to the muskets. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If you think it's an originalist argument, they had some amazing guns back then. Even the puckle yeah. gun. Come on, seriously. Yeah. Way well, cool. and there was, and I'll have to find a link for it. But there's a even before the constitution was written there was an austrian gun that was air powered that actually had a magazine that was semi-automatic to a degree awesome and i mean they had to have known about that at some point or another you know yeah my fear is if we start changing any any amendment that gives us the opportunity to change the constitution and then that guy's argument that i was just referring to that was he says it's time to change the constitution not just the second amendment that's where he wants to start at the second amendment and it's time to reform the Constitution to fit our society now. And that would... America would be over. Yeah. We'd be destroyed. 
yeah, catastrophic. Man. Well, just like uh, Chris, your friend, said that it's it's a culture thing. Mm-hmm. It's what America was the foundation. He said it was America. He sure America. Did. That's how much it means to him. <laughs> what a America. What a America. America. What not America. Just, not just one, but the a America. America. There. That's better. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just. It's that simple, really. Yeah, That's it, why I don't, I don't really have much to say think, on it. Yeah, I don't think there's much to really refer to. It is just what it is. Um, we there's so much information. If you haven't read the the decision on Heller from from Justice Scalia, or even even the dissenting arguments, it, it is well worth the read and the time to research that because there, it, it's amazing to me that we had somebody at the right time in the right spot to defend our Second Amendment. And yeah, I and really feel Scalia was the right. And right it's an interesting to story too. The whole the whole Heller case is very, a very interesting story. So and 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 that group and I can't remember the name of the group that was part of that, getting it to the Supreme Court. And and I kind of wanted to talk about this today if we had time or not. But they they just hit another huge land that wasn't supposed to sound like the president. Another huge, huge uh, landmark decision on uh, printing 3D printing. Really? Uh, maybe you heard anything about it. Tell me. News. Let's do it right now. Let's hear, talk about it right now. And I should have done some research to find out who the 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 group is. All they do is they fight legislatively, legally legislatively for our rights to keep the second. Is this out. defense distributed? Defense distributed. So that went that went to That's that other company you were trying to remember. So, well, no, but there's the group that defended them. So the okay. so it went from state court to state supreme court. Then it was supposed to go to federal court, but it got kicked back. And then so they went straight to the ATF and said, hey, we're taking this to the Supreme Court um, very soon. You need to figure something out. And so they argued back and forth, and the ATF settled with them. Yeah, there was a settlement. It didn't even go to court. And they said, all right, you're right. This is a First Amendment issue. First of 3D printing? Because uh, Defense Distributed had it already planned out. They, he created the Liberator, which was a little 3D plastic handgun. Oh, this is the one back in the day. Like it's, these are the they did this a couple back years in the ago, day. Yeah. This oh. was only a few years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was like the original one that started 3D yeah, printing. 3D printed a 22 caliber one shot pistol. Yeah. yeah, and then he started doing AR lowers. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what he did is he he had the. He's against the NRA. He's way against the NRA. Yeah, uh, we can talk about it's a whole different podcast. Not but that I'm like <laughs> trying to fault him on that, but but so now August he'll be able to reinstate his website because he had a website, right? And because you can get the files, 3D printing files, the 3D printing files, as well as the I think he's got some 80 percent um, CNC files available too. Oh, really? Um, which they they got up to like two thousand rounds in those AR lowers and and he like and that. he was straight Impressive. up he was straight up saying you know what you will never get rid of the Second Amendment because I'm gonna make it possible for anybody and and this could be a, the dark side too right if he says they'll be able to to have firearms no matter what it's a way of the future though and and as a gunsmith and I and I bring this up to everybody like once you once you start gunsmithing you realize how easy it is to make a firearm well, we see will, all, you know you see pictures all the time yeah. a pipe and a spring and yeah a, will do they look as fancy as a glock no it wouldn't but, but it would work. but it would work and i mean they're called zip guns i mean you can make all sorts of you can make easy improvised firearms yeah all and, the time yeah in yeah. fact there was this some is, kid at one of the buybacks all he did was take a two by four cut it out into a stock and then and then uh pipe clamped a pipe to the top of it is a firearm. Actually, and they, and they gave him 250 bucks. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, actually, that's a good myth to bring up um, is that you it's illegal to make your own firearms. Oh, it is so not illegal. It's, it's wonderful. You can make it. You ha- actually have the legal right to construct your and own that, firearms. And that's not a state law. That's a federal law. It's you a federal you law. can and now the the cab, or, you know the difference is is if you go to sell them, then you have, that's you're done. That's another you story. You got to get your manufacturing license. Right. Um and your FFL, but, but for your own collection, yeah. your own shooting. Well, and that's purposes. where eighty percent lowers and and stuff come in. Yep. come into play. Um, you so. can, yeah, and you have to, I think, follow NFA rules. Yeah, so you, you can't, can't make go your crazy. own short barrel shotgun. You can't no, make no, your no, own no, fully no. automatic weapon. But you know, like you said, if you wanted to make an eighty percent lower, you don't have to register that lower. You can you can finish it yourself. Yeah. Um, there are. Um, 
Sten kits, like Sten guns from World War II. You can buy Sten kits, um, mm-hmm. and, and you get the tube and a little kind of paper doc like template that you put on it, and you can make a Sten gun from World War II. And I'm totally cool with that, right? I mean, obviously, you, you want to keep unauthorized users away from it. But chances are, looking at some of those people that aren't are unauthorized users, I don't think they're gonna spend the time or maybe even have the intelligence level well, it, <laughs> to do something. And of that like stuff. I was saying before, if they were going to do it, they're gonna do it. If, no if what. they're gonna do it with three D printers, they were going to do it anyway. Hey, it's like a, it's a, not. There's a great myth. Yeah, criminals will follow. Yeah, gun uh, gun control. Well, yeah, and that's see, that and that's pic- the yeah, next there's, thing. There's that picture on the that's... back side of this page, right? Check this out. So this is when a few years ago, when the, uh, the when recruiters. the recruiter office got shot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a picture, and maybe just because they didn't they didn't have a Saturday night special, maybe that's what they were worried about. Well, it was an AR-15. It well, wasn't a pistol. Well, it's see, crossing out a pistol. That's what I'm saying. That the shooter probably <laughs> didn't have that Saturday night special. Yeah. So they thought they were good, and you know, and I don't own a Beretta, so when I see those no Beretta signs in the stores, I patronize that store. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, no, you don't like Berettas anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it. No guns, gun-free zones don't really work. Yeah, and it, it's a it's a harsh reality, and it sucks. How many of the last ten school shootings, or sorry, not school shootings, but mass shootings, mm-hmm. happened in gun-free zones? Every one of them. I love this. Oh, well, I can't say I love you it. Love, but. It is interesting when it you when you look at the the bullets the bullet holes are nearly going through the sticker that says no firearms allowed. But luckily they missed <laughs> it. Like, they missed it. They missed it. Yeah, because they didn't want to shoot that because they realized well, that the sign that's where guns are not allowed on the sign. Right. Maybe that might so be as long it. as you're directly sign, in front of the sign. As long as you miss the sign, you're okay. So yeah. um, and actually so we were taught you just mentioned mass shootings. That's kind of another interesting thing to talk about. Um, is that mass shootings are a uniquely American problem. No. Oh yeah. so much. Far from it. Yeah. Uh, it, they've happened in England, they've happened in uh, Australia. Chris talked about that mm-hmm. uh, in Port Arthur. I know it happened in Europe. There was one uh, horrible one that happened in Europe. I can't well, remember. Well, you remember Nice, France, right? Yeah. Uh, where was Charlie Hebdo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, before. Well, and the other one. Yeah, the one was... in. Uh, not Was it Nice where they drove the trucks through and then they got out with the AKs? And yeah. Odd fact. Guess where one of those AKs came from? Where? Uh, the Fast and the Furious thing with the. Uh, our oh, previous oh, administration. Yeah. Really? One of those serial numbers happened to be sold and ended up in so France. So it made it from America to Mexico That's, to It's okay. To France. It, we, that was no big deal. Nothing to see. <laughs> we have folks. a gun-running government that That's wants crazy. to blame it on the citizens. That's yeah, okay. that was that was just to prove a point that backfired. Yeah. Yeah, severely. So AK st- probably stands for assault, not Kalishnikov, but killer. assault assault killer. A salt killer? Yeah, a salt killer. Sodium, yeah, huh? what, yeah. Well, but that's um, that's funny because it's Russian. It's Automat yeah. Kalishnikov. But it kills 47 people a second. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a great example of politicians not knowing what they're talking about. A uh, What did he uh, – I forget and who the politician was, but it was a full uh, semi-auto a full clip. Semi? 30 Oh, math, that guy from California. 30 rounds a second or – 30 round 30, clip? 30 round per second clip or something like that. Yeah. It's like these guys – I mean, a lot of – you just listen to politicians. Do some research on uh, guns and then listen to politicians and, and here's your blood the, will boil. Here's yeah. the thing is it's, it's not that hard to at least get the nomenclature right. <laughs> yeah, but they don't want to. I don't know if they want to do that, or they, or they're maybe they're misinformed. It just shows how how much detest they have for it that they're not willing to. Well, even and it's look just at them it. spouting all the same talking points that they've yeah. heard everyone. And honestly, else, you know. the program side does it too. Yeah. It, legitimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe well, there we, we go. <laughs> maybe we do it. I'm sure I do it. Do what? Yeah. We just spout off old talking points. Well, and it is something that we, you know, we get, it's a passionate, it's a passionate argument on both sides of the fence. Right. And so we'll, we'll pull up, see, and that's what, like when I was looking up the red flag laws, that's another thing, right? Yeah. They're not coming to take our guns. You guys understand? Red flag laws. I guess you don't know what the red flag is. I don't know. (laughs) So red flag flag law is that if, say I feel like you're having an issue, right? And I'm worried about you. I call up and say, hey, we need to take those guns away from Ricky. No due process. They come and they take your guns, and I don't know if you'll get them back. 
but we're not taking away your guns. Mm-hmm. And it's legitimate. It's already, it's not an old thing or a new thing. It's been around for a while. They've tried other ways. In fact, I think it was in northern Idaho when the vet was having, we had a, a veteran that was having some trouble or something. Mm-hmm. Not legally trouble, but he, he wasn't paying yeah. bills or something. Uh-oh. And they came and took his guns because they felt like, well, you're not taking your medication. You're not paying your bills. You're not fit to own firearms. And they come, they took his guns. And I think he won that battle. I'll have to do some research and make sure. I might. Yeah. I, I think it was up north. but um, And this was a, about three years ago. Um, I'll have to do some digging. I know it's all hearsay now, and it doesn't mean anything for the sake of argument. But it's not a new thing. But it's that slippery slope. It's a thing. I mean, like I said. England confiscated every single handgun yeah. except for eight of them. Yeah. And then, you know, Australia, it was just a buyback. But if you didn't sell your gun to the government, there was a problem. Yeah. So it's a thing. Yeah, and it's a real thing. And don't think for a second that it wouldn't happen in the United States. Don't think for a second. Well, let's end on that. I think we've... Love you we've, guys. We, yeah. <laughs> we have covered a lot of myths, hopefully. If you have a myth or maybe something you've heard, send us an email to podcast at iishooting.com. Yeah. Uh, or send us a message on Facebook at Independence Indoor Shooting. Uh, you can also uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we are on there, so subscribe and listen. Yeah, range-minded. Remember to type in, we jump on Stitcher. You know, I helped some people download the app the other day inside the store. Nice. He's a... He's an avid listener, but he was downloading them off of our website. You can do that, and then too. Just, but and then listening, you know, off of his phone. Um, but when I showed him that he could stream it on Stitcher, he's like, oh, yeah. how about that? Download the Stitcher app. Download the iTunes app. Just search Range Minded Podcast, yep. and you'll find us. Super easy. And you can subscribe. Make sure. And also rate us. Let us know how you're doing. Even if you just, you know, five stars would be great. But. Yeah. And we're going to try and do some other fun things. Get people excited about it. Tell your friends about it. Uh, you know, we like having listeners. Yeah. That legitimizes our purpose in life. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, to go over that real quick, we're trying to educate, entertain, mm-hmm. uh, and show the world that you can be a gun enthusiast. And uh, I'm the one that educates. Steve's the one that entertains. <laughs> and I just host. Well, it's important. It marks the brains behind the operation. <laughs> and I know Mark, I think he throws a disclaimer at friend. It's important to understand that sometimes, especially because I get pretty opinionated, that doesn't mean that's what the store's view or opinion is on any of these matters. And I think that goes for all of us. We all have our own opinions, and, and yeah. that's that's ours. Well, and, <laughs> and like I was like I was saying, it's you know we want to educate, we want to inform, but Please. we want to also demonstrate that you know uh, being enthusiastic and passionate about firearms is uh, you know respectful, yeah, rec- you know reputable, and uh, frankly American. Yeah, too. and remember, you guys are the face of gun ownership out there, um, so be responsible. Like you're saying, be a good example of what a, a, a gun owner is. So we can make a difference. And we can continue to enjoy our our sport of shooting. Mm -hmm. But we'll leave it on that. So thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. And uh, we will be back soon. I forgot to tell you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Range Minded. If you've got a comment, question, idea for the show, or any feedback, send us an email to podcast at iishooting.com or send us a message on our Facebook page. Just search Independence Indoor Shooting. Again, thanks for listening to Range Minded. We'll see you next time.